Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm your host KJ and welcome to Catalyst Conversations with yours truly. Today's guest is a university student, advocate, and the leader of the Mount Allison Student Union. Since meeting her, I have been inspired by her passion and her desire to make an impact on her community and her country. As she has had different roles throughout her student politics career, we plan to look at the good and the bad of being a student politician. So ladies and gentlemen, thems and theys, I would like to welcome Yana to our show. So thanks for coming to Catalyst Conversations. How are you feeling? Good. Thanks for having me. There we go. So I met you close to like four months now. Yeah. And you, every day I am around you, I'm like just inspired by your work ethic, awesome. what you want to do, and like you're really on the verge of something great in your in your career. And I really want you on this podcast because... I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the work I did in, in my student union. Mm-hmm. And what I feel goes unrecognized when it comes to student union is, is people really don't understand the, the work and the dedication and how vast and how complex these organizations are. So I was just like, why would I come on here and talk about you know my experience when we could have a student leader who's actually living in it day and day mm-hmm. and come from that point of view mm-hmm. so this is why you're here yeah no i'm excited <laughs> there you go. so so tell the listeners who you are like what school you go and like give us like give us like the 411 mm, okay who am i <laughs> uh the question that many people ask me um so uh so my name is emily Ajizrenko. um oftentimes i go by yana a nickname that I think I got when I was in like grade seven, and that stuck around. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I am originally from Ukraine, Kiev. We moved to Fredericton when I was 10, mm-hmm. and s- since then I've been living in Fredericton. Okay. Um, up until I moved to Sackville uh, when I was 19 okay. to come to Mount Allison okay. University. So, you know, that was four and a half years ago, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to my, or I am in my fifth year okay. <laughs> of university, okay. fifth okay. and final year. There we go. And, I mean, I've been involved with the Mount Allison Students Union since I was in my second year. Okay. Started with committee work, uh, you know, was sitting on our communications committee, started to do some work there, and then third year, I was like, I want a bigger role, so I applied mm-hmm. to be on the, on the executive as vice president of communications, so I did that, and actually, funny enough, the first time I actually met you was... Ooh. was. <laughs> Lordy. What was that? <laughs> um, it was at the um, NBSA transition conference. Oh. Your outgoing year. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a tough time. Tough time. <laughs> but that was the first time that I met you. Okay. Um, very brief. I think you were only there for like a day, so mm-hmm. it was like a really brief interaction. Okay. Because um, our entire executive has gone down okay. to participate in the mm-hmm. transition, and you know my role wasn't super involved with external things. However, I was there. As the vice president of communications, learned lots about NBSA, and I think okay. that was my first glimpse into um, advocacy. Was through that, like okay. being at that conference, is when I was like, "Oh wow, okay, NBSA actually does a lot of things that yeah. that I think is of value to our students." Okay. Um. So you know, after that conference is when conversation started with me and my 
at the time vice president external affairs who okay. was Danica Gardner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she was kind of like so like are you gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> this was like you know only like four months into my actual role yeah yeah or no even at that time it was only like a month into my role of being vice president of communications mm-hmm. and she was like what do you think and I was like um maybe so you mm-hmm. know I kind of started to think more about um what it would be like to be a part of NBSA, okay. on, you know, be on the board, and uh, what that would be like if I did vice president external. Okay. So, following that, that year I ran to be oh. <laughs> vice president of external affairs for okay. the for the Masu. Um, I won, and 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 then since then, like I've gotten more and more involved. Okay. Um, you know, I I started to be involved with, of course, like our provincial groups, NBSA, as well as the Canadian Alliance of Student Associations. Um, be on the board there and then kind of just, I guess, like start to get more and more involved. Mm-hmm. And then last year, I thought that would be my last year. I was like, okay, I'm going to graduate, move on with my life. And then <laughs> I was like, but no, let's do more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw that there is so much more I could do, I think, within the Massey still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, why not do a third year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Run for president. And, there we go. And here we are. <laughs> and like, you're also president and... You're also the chair of, you know, you said yes. MBSA, which is the New Brunswick Student Alliance. Yes. So for those of you who don't know, I'm the executive director of the MBSA and you're the chair of the I MBSA. Am. So what does it mean to be the chair of yeah. the MBSA? I think, and I think that if you talk to every different chair, they would have a different perspective, perhaps, on what being a chair of the organization means, because mm-hmm. um, it does align a lot with kind of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, being the chair is really being uh, support for um, the board mm-hmm. itself. It's it's not to sort of um, tell them what we're doing, but instead being a great resource and, and you know, supporting their own ideas mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. we're going to approach um, provincial advocacy mm-hmm. um, is really like also providing my own um input on based on my own experiences from having been involved mm-hmm. on the New Brunswick Student Alliance board last year. Um, uh, being that, and I think mainly is just to to help um, be sort of like a guide in that yeah, sense, yeah. It, it, based on the experiences that I've had last year, mm-hmm. um, having already gone through this process and being the only uh, returner on the board. I think for me, being the chair is really being that resource mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. providing that uh, that input that that I think I'm able to do because of that experience. Yeah. So, so when I think of the student union, uh, what people fail to realize is. A lot, there is, I would argue that there's like a whole sub sector, no, I'll, I'll put it there, of the economy, of the Canadian economy <laughs> that centers around student unions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of like insurance companies, yeah. I think of like, you know, organizations like MBSA and yeah. CASA, I think of um, entertainment companies, mm-hmm. the list goes on and on of different yeah. companies that revolve around student unions. Yeah. And people fail to realize that you folks influence a lot. Mm -hmm. So my question is, what is the student union? And like, what, what makes it up? Like what, how is it funded? You know, how much money the folks Mm -hmm. have and the responsibility that you've taken Mm -hmm. in your instance to be the president, to actually, you know, be, you know, the president and CEO of, uh, of a company. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that's a big question. (laughs) I think, uh, mainly you know, people ask, what is a student union? To me, it's more like, what is a student 
what is it not? <laughs> like, um, because there's so much that a student union is. You know, it's yes, it's a body of student representatives that, that come together and they're voted on by our um, our students uh, on our respective campuses, and they're there to represent the student body of the university on a higher level that is separate from administration. Um, you're we're a union, so we're very autonomous mm-hmm. on the way mm-hmm. that we do our work. Um, we rely entirely on student fees. Um, all of it comes from student fees, everything, all the events that we put on, um, the services that we provide, they would not be able to be provided if we didn't have student fees. So for example, you know, one of uh, really great things amongst the many great things that we do, but like health and dental plans, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, like that is a big part of what students unions provide. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, my Nelson students union, we're a part of campus trust. And um, we have one of the best uh, insurances. You do. And being being that you did bring up Campus Trust, one yeah. thing I really love about Campus Trust in particular is because that's also a student-run yeah. organization. Yeah. So could tell us a little, like, a little bit about Student Trust. Campus Trust. Sorry, yeah. Campus Trust. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Campus Trust um, runs a lot different than some of the other um, health and dental plans because it is entirely student-run. <laughs> Um, which means that the board consists of students. They're mm-hmm. the ones who uh, provide input on exactly what should be a part of the plan. Um, it is entirely through the student fees that we're able to provide such a good plan. It's also a lot more flexible, so they can adapt better to what our Mount Allison students need. Mm-hmm. You know, For example, uh, if we want to have more um, money provided for counseling Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we can go directly to our student board Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. which rotates as well so for example last year our vice president finance was one who sat on the board okay so we had connect like connection right there Mm -hmm. um you know if we were like campus trust should do this for our students because it will benefit their their mental health Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. then it's like okay kevin would be like okay i'll go talk to the, the rest of the board yeah what can we do yeah um i don't know as much about campus trust because you know this is something that we have our um a health and dental plan administrator who mm-hmm. works in the Massey office. Um, she is the, the guru of campus yeah. trust as yeah. well as Kevin, our vice president finance, mm-hmm. who kind of oversees it. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on my understanding of it so far, one of the biggest perks and the big difference that it has is that it is entirely student yeah. brand, right? And then and I and I do like the the ability of the adaptiveness yeah. of it. It's so like yeah. So it's it's that, it's all of this and then you folks actually hire people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I always make this joke. Um, my mom, when I first told her I took this job, and she's like, "Who's your boss?" I was like, "Students are my Dude. boss." <laughs> so, like, how is that process when you know you're dealing with hiring employees, you're dealing mm-hmm. with HR, you're dealing with all of the things that need to be encompassed? Mm-hmm. You know, hiring people, yeah. um, and as well as being a student, how do yeah. you handle that? Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, when we talk about what is a student union, we don't only just offer services like that, we provide experiential learning opportunities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, through those work opportunities for students. Um, but being, uh, I'm just thinking because there, like, when I think back to, you know, four years ago before I got into the students union, I never would have thought that I would be the CEO yeah. <laughs> in quotation marks, even though that is actually a part of my title, uh, because it does come with a lot of responsibilities that, mm-hmm. that that you don't necessarily knew, you didn't know that it mm-hmm, would come with. Mm-hmm. Um, as a student, you know, I'm 22 years old, but I'm overseeing a lot of staff. Yeah. Uh, some of that staff is 
a lot older than me. Yeah. Um, and you know, our general manager um, is much older than me. So is our office manager yeah. and our health and dental plan yeah. administrator. Yeah. But um, I'm the one who technically oversees them, mm-hmm. right? And and it becomes kind of tricky. Um, not maybe not with them specifically, but I think overseeing students is mm-hmm. when it becomes mm-hmm. a lot harder. Um, because you know, in most cases, you are the same age as yep. your staff, yep. or yep. you're close to their age. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like, how do you maintain that balance mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. you're their friend, but you're also their boss? Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> right. And it's like you, you're also your VPs also yeah. have staff as well. Like it's exactly like how many people actually work for the Masu? Uh, we have for our staff, we have about I think just a little bit over twenty positions. Okay. Um, of of staff positions okay. that we have. Okay. Um, and and then we also of course have our counselors. Mm-hmm, those mm-hmm, are elected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all our VPs have staff okay um, except for our vice president academic affairs because okay. they have senators okay okay so we're talking about student unions we're talking about you know you being a president mm-hmm. and you know you being a chair so what does this all mean to you what made you want to run for mm-hmm. all these positions yeah i think it's it's really it's seeing the change that a student union can have on a person's or students' experience mm-hmm. at Mount Allison for me is what it was. Um, when I first got onto campus, the first people that I remember seeing were, of course, the orientation leaders, but mm-hmm. it was also the master executive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember talking to our president at the time mm-hmm. about some of the work they're doing, and I was right away, like, super curious. And I guess um, I was like, oh, wait, these are people that can, they have direct impact mm-hmm. on our mm-hmm. student experience mm-hmm. here at Mount Allison. So the more I got involved, the more I realized that, like, for one, these students are paying fees into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am one of those students yeah, who is yeah. paying fees into this organization. Um, so I really wanted students to understand that paying the fees, um, they are making it. They're making sure that their voices are heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to be able to person. I want to be the person who who not only makes sure that their voices are heard, but mm-hmm. who is consistently and constantly. Um, advocating mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. um, you know whether it be through through smaller things like improving the health and dental plan or whether it be through bigger things like mm-hmm. advocating to um, the provincial or federal yeah. um, governments yeah. right so it's it's really the biggest reason I think for why I want to get involved was um, because I saw how much of a positive impact the um, students union had on my own experiences mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. want to have that impact on the students mm-hmm. who are um, at my house and now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like, um, even in, in my role now, I'm starting to see of like, wow, like the impact in the work that we get to yeah. do every day. And it's just like, it, it's a, it, I find it very humbling. It's, I find mm-hmm. it very rewarding. Um, but like, you know, on the external point of view, everyone yeah. sees, you know, the, the pictures, the photo ops, like, you know, doing the meetings, mm-hmm. flying around, but, no, and this is something that I, I want to kind of do in my role, too, is, like, always constantly talk about the challenges that the roles face. Yeah. Like, we always talk about, we see, you know, p- people in positions of leadership, and it's just, like, oh, they're living their best life. Mm-hmm. Look at them. But we don't always talk about the struggles and, like, the pain points in the yeah. role. So, with that said, segue <laughs> into um, what what do, you, what do you call your challenges and, like, you know, your pain points you feel? How much time do we have? <laughs> We got time. No. <laughs> we got deep dive. Yeah, no. Um, there, there's lots of challenges mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. in 
in this role. Um, and I, I started to see those challenges as soon as I got involved in my, in my, you know, my third year when I was vice president of communications. Um, being vice president of communications, the challenges that I experienced the most was burnout. Mm. <laughs> was It was really real. Yeah. Like, it was real. Like, I put the masu above everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would spend, I would go to the library to study, and next thing I know, I'm working on a, a poster to promote an event. Mm-hmm. Or people would come up to you like, hey, can you promote this? And then it's like, okay, yeah, sure, why not? You know, I would spend hours and hours just trying to cater to the student body because mm-hmm. I didn't want to let anyone down. Yeah. Right? So so that's when I first started to kind of get a glimpse into it. But then it becomes even more challenging when you are in those positions where you do travel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being a vice president external, I firsthand experienced, like, the effects that it has not only on, like, your, your mental health, but like your physical health, you know, like, um, I remember in my first year, everyone talking about like freshman 15. Um, well being on, uh, the students union, being a vice president external or the president, um, there's this thing that we start talking about is the the conference 15, (laughs) (laughs) um, because you're constantly traveling. Um, you're constantly having to eat out because you're staying at a hotel, um, and you can't cook for yourself. Mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. no time to exercise yeah. um, because, you know, conference days go from, you know, 9 a.m. sometimes until like 9 p.m. because mm-hmm. we'll have um, either more trainings or stuff like that or they'll go until 6 p.m. Like they're long days. Mm-hmm. By the time that you're done, um, you go for dinner and then you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also, it, it's also the fact that you have the opportunity to have all these different students union leaders in, mm-hmm. in one room um, or it, I, I guess, like, if I'm thinking of, um, for example, federal level, right? Mm-hmm. For CASA, um, we get to have all these different student union leaders in one city, in, in one hotel. So mm-hmm. it's a perfect opportunity to talk about what's happening on your campus. Yeah. What can I bring to my own campus? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in most cases, you end up going to bed at, like, midnight because you're trying to learn different things that are happening in different campuses. Um, and how can you apply that to your own campus to make mm-hmm. it better and mm-hmm. whatnot? And, and it becomes, it's exhausting, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, when I say burnout was real, it, it really was. Like, I, I'm i someone who is extroverted, mm-hmm. um, but being in this role, I've become an introverted extrovert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am someone who, I'm able to be extroverted when I'm around people, mm-hmm. but by the end of a conference, I get home, and it's, like, a week where I'm just, like, sleeping, work, sleep, work. Yeah. Um, people never realize that, you know, we're student leaders. Yeah. Um, Especially like, and you and I were talking about this earlier, but being uh, a student leader in New Brunswick, yeah. in most cases, it means that you're on the executive mm-hmm. and you're working, but yeah. you're also still a student. Yeah, and a full time student a sometimes. A full time student, yes. And, um, you know, I've had to drop down my course load. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was vice president external, I decided to drop down my course load because I realized how much time it actually takes up mm-hmm. um in most instances it, it is a full-time job yeah you know i'm putting in like 35 hours a week mm-hmm. while also being a full-time student mm-hmm. um and although like i realize that not many people do mm-hmm. so so people tend to look at the some of the aspects of the job where it's like more glamorized mm-hmm. like oh mm-hmm. you get to go to ottawa mm-hmm. so much or you know you get to go to vancouver and it's like yeah but honestly it's it's exhausting yeah. and all we do is work, work, work. Mm-hmm. We're not there to hang out yeah. or, you yeah. know, um, and, and that also gets, I think is also another challenge that students, even our own students don't understand the mm-hmm. work that we do. Mm-hmm. Right. But then trying to showcase the work that we do to even, um, some of the higher people yeah. out there. Right. Yeah. You know, if we can't show our own members, uh, the value of the work that we're doing, like mm-hmm. how do we mm-hmm. go above that mm-hmm. and show it to other people mm-hmm. the work that we're doing? Mm-hmm. Um, 
the job has a lot of challenges. Yeah, yeah. I could probably go on forever and I won't. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, like I, I started to experience those challenges when I was in my first year on the executive. But here I am, you know, two years later mm-hmm. and I'm in my third year on the executive and I'm yeah. still here. So yeah. um, you're able to overcome those challenges. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like I, I look back like my I, I, I sympathize because like I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I like overpass was understanding um the barriers of being a poc as well as you know doing the work that you're doing because like you're you're dealing you're you're probably like the only one at the table who looks like you and like you're uh, either tokenized you know and like you know you are now the voice Mm -hmm. of in my case i was like the voice of international students all of a sudden and i like i knew everything about international students or and you 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 have that weight Mm -hmm. put on you when it's like oh I, I, like I, I don't know this or yeah. is it on the other side where like you know you're dealing with like you know the downside of like you know the society that we're living in yeah. like do you relate to that or is it oh, 100% <laughs> um, I think you know being um, a person of color but also being a woman mm. is also mm-hmm. <laughs> another thing that becomes a huge topic of conversation mm-hmm. um, it's when we talk about imposter syndrome yeah. like I didn't yeah. know what it was until I got into this role um, you know being around a table um, I think it's something that I start to realize even more being president mm-hmm. uh, because in most cases even if you look at New Brunswick right now I am the only woman yeah. that's a president yeah. in all of the student um, unions in mm-hmm. New Brunswick mm-hmm. um, and and oftentimes what you'll see and um, even when you look at the national level mm-hmm. at CASA most of the women are actually vice presidents okay right um, so if, if you go into a room and you're, you know, you're, you're talking to somebody and it's happened to me before. Like, you know, I'll have my one, like one of my male VPs with me. Um, and then the person that we're with will talk to the VP, mm-hmm. right? Asking them questions that I know the answers to because I'm the president mm-hmm. and, and you're kind of sitting there like, oh, like, okay, actually I'll answer this question. And they mm-hmm. kind of, it's gotten better. I think we're at a point where like our VPs, also our male VPs have become really good allies in mm-hmm. terms of calling, mm-hmm. um, you know, whoever we're meeting with out and they're like, go. oh, actually like this is something that my president can answer mm-hmm. or, or something like that. But I think also being black <laughs> has definitely like when we talk about tokenizing um, and, and that, I think the worst part is that people don't do it intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's like, they're just doing it because they think yeah. that's what's right. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Let's, yeah. let's, let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. Right? Like, but like, and it's, it's kind of, it's interesting because, um, I, you know, as, as a president, like, I don't want to be the, the, you know, the representative of all black students on mm-hmm. our campus. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. like, you know, my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my job is to be the representative of the student body. Mm-hmm. Of course, I also hold the hat that I am black and mm-hmm. I also do have the perspective. However, I cannot speak on behalf of all the black students. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes it does get a little. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, well, you're here, so I guess we do have one black student in our amidst us. Like, well, let's ask her questions. Uh, <laughs> so, like, I like, you're we're changing the game. I feel. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm just gonna say it like that. <laughs> and so, with the work that we do in advocacy, mm-hmm. um, we sometimes get put in a and like you have the blinders on and you're focusing mm-hmm. on like okay so i'm here from you know 2018 to 2019 yeah. and I'm, I'm working here yeah. so 
when you look at student advocacy and the work that has been going on, especially in Canada, like this is not something that's new. No. So walk me down like how long we're, we've been dealing with like students mobilizing, students unionizing and mm-hmm. really, you know, basically affecting change within this country. I think, uh, I mean, you go back to the 20s, mm-hmm. 1920s yeah. is when um, student unions really became um, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, students got together to have student services and have representation for students on their campuses. And then, you know, slowly that went into um, a creation of national groups. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the first national group that was created was the National Federation of Canadian Uni- Can- Canadian University Students mm-hmm. in 1926. Um, and then after that, it just kind of kept on going, yeah. becoming bigger and yeah. bigger up into, you know, when, in, like in the 90s is when it first started to become even bigger, bigger. Yeah. because, well, debt happens. Mm-hmm. Students mm-hmm. start to experience mm-hmm. debt and the yeah. fact that they have to repay mm-hmm. their student loans mm-hmm. and their, so that became um, a huge need for um, not only having provincial or, you know, not only having their university students unions, but having provincial groups mm-hmm. uh, and having federal groups yeah. be created, yeah. right? So, um, you know, there was the, the Canadian Federation of Students, um, CFS, that, that was that was a big organization, big mm-hmm. national organization. Um, and of course, what happened, there was some organizations within it that just disagreed with the way that things were going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, in, uh, in 1995, we had Canadian Lives Student Association that mm-hmm. was created. Um, so that group got together and they started to talk about a lot of it was surrounding um, non-repayable grants. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how do we tackle debt, yeah, right? Like, yeah. that became the biggest conversation mm-hmm. surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Um, those are issues that all students have been experiencing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the national level, there's so much that can be done. Yeah. And I think right around the 90s is really when it exploded yeah. to, to a point that, like, everyone, you know, knew what student union is. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone wanted to be a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And, and then since then, it's been getting bigger and bigger. You know, we had the, the Quebec student protests that happened in 2012. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's then, like, now if you go to, to Quebec and you talk to anyone, everyone knows what a student union does. Yeah. Everyone knows um, who their, their student representatives are. Mm-hmm. Like, people talk about it within yeah. the universities, yeah. right? Uh, right now, we have the Quebec Student Union, who is, um, or Union Union Quebec, who is, who's pretty incredible in terms of them, how many people that they represent. Mm-hmm. Um, they are also there, have a partnership with the Canadian Alliance of Student Associations. So they're able to represent their student body on the national level. Mm-hmm. But even though Quebec has their own differences yeah. and, and some of the, their own governments and how they work, at the end of the day, some of the student issues that we deal in other provinces are very similar to the issues that they deal in Quebec, mm-hmm. right? So I think that the movement, although it started in the 20s with maybe smaller groups of students, like we're like, way above that now yeah. you know yeah. like right. like like CASA represents over 350,000 students mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. nationally like yeah. that's incredible yeah um you know the King Alli- or sorry New Brunswick Student Alliance represents over 12,000 students yeah. Yeah. We, we represent students on all levels and um now it's more about advocating not just for financial assistance mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we're at a point where we want to provide that not just the affordable aspect mm-hmm. of universities but that accessibility yeah. aspect yeah. that high quality of mm-hmm. education and high quality of life mm-hmm. um right because i mean yeah. like you know yeah, like... I, it, yeah, I, I get you like it's so i remember so probably like the first month into the job we had to go to uh the maritime student congress yeah 
And I, I don't know what happened. Like, this year has been such an emotional year for me. Like, I when I see things that are beautiful, I just start yeah. crying. <laughs> like, I, I've just become so uh, um, emotionally connected yeah. that when I walked into the room uh, and saw that we had students from all around the Maritime Provinces yeah. eager to talk about making their students' experience, mm-hmm. you know, better and talking about the, the movement of their, yeah. their the region and movement of their provinces it literally brought me to tears <laughs> and like even trying to repeat this now like I'm trying not to cry and like it just it, it just shows you how much um how much passion these organizations have and how much how much change could actually happen from yeah. Um, the, the work that people are doing that goes re- that really goes unutilized mm-hmm. um Oh my gosh! Yeah, just like, <laughs> like an emotional I know, wreck talking I know, about student advocacy. I know, right? Like, it's just it's it's just a beautiful thing. It's um. It's like yeah, I do too. Like, it's, like I, yes, I get I get frustrated at times, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. ugh, like I'm stressed and stuff yeah. like that. But at the end of the day, like, just just the work that that people do, uh, it goes unnoticed mm-hmm. and um. But like it's it's needed. It's yeah. definitely needed, especially in these days and in, in these days, um, where I feel that student unions and student advocacy groups are you know under attack, mm-hmm. and you know we are in a position now where we do need to evolve to save this legacy mm-hmm. that wow it's twenty twenty next year that has been around for close to a hundred years, yeah. and it's we can't come to a point where. We let so much work mm-hmm. be taken away because of like things that um, you know people don't understand. So, like, what are your thoughts about you know student unions and like, mm-hmm. you know it's coming on the hundredth year of yeah. the student movement? Yeah, well, it really is. <laughs> Not that you would <laughs> yeah. say it that way. Um, I, I think one of the things that people fail to kind of see is. Um, is that a lot of the changes that have been made to student financial assistance programs, Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, experiential learning opportunities, to internships, it's all been thanks to students. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's been thanks to those student unions, it's been to those national organizations, provincial organizations. Um, And without those, if there's no students who are speaking on behalf of students, who is going to be speaking for us? (laughs) Well... (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, right, if you don't have students at the table, then... Mm -hmm. Who's going to be speaking for us? It's going to be people who are not in university or colleges or polytechnics anymore. It's going to be people who have been out of, uh, you know, post-secondary education for like the last like 10 years, mm-hmm. but still think that they know what's best for us, mm-hmm. <laughs> which in most cases they don't because yeah. <laughs> the only people who can actually speak to student experience is mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have students around the table, it becomes a conversation surrounding like us versus them. Mm-hmm. What's best for them? Well, why don't you have students directly at the table? Mm-hmm. And right now, what, what we're able to do with student unions and provincial and federal organizations is having students directly at the table. Mm-hmm. We're able to be a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to be included in that conversation. Yeah. You know, some of the, dis- you know, even if you look at what's been happening in Ontario mm-hmm. with um, the Student Choice Initiative. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's the Student Choice Initiative, which is what's best for students, mm-hmm. but students were not involved in that discussion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing students you know, stand up and talk about it because they're not supportive of this, this initiative. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things that like, not about us without us, mm-hmm. like you can't be making um, choices and decisions that will be in, impacting our lives directly based on your own, maybe 
past life of when you were a student mm-hmm. or based on what you think is what's best because mm-hmm. at the end of the day the only people who know what's best for students are students themselves exactly right <laughs> yeah no i i i hear you i even like that's the thing where even in my world where sometimes i'm just like i am not speaking about this mm-hmm. because i'm not a student right and it's just like I'm bringing in mm-hmm. our board into the conversations and letting them speak about yeah. the, the, the the experience that they're spe- um, feeling yeah. with on their campuses. So, students, student unions, student <laughs> politics. What are like some final words or some? Okay, this is how this is how we're gonna do it. What are like some? What what do you want to see in the future for student politics and student unions? Um, what would you tell? Like a, a little Yana, who uh, who potentially listened to this podcast and is inspiring yes. to be a student leader, and um, what you're looking forward to, like at, in your term and you know mm-hmm. graduating. Yeah. Okay. First question. Let's think. Um, I think what I'm looking forward to is student politics is to make sure that our voices are amplified mm-hmm. instead of taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we are at a time where. Um, we have the opportunity to help student unions, student associations, organizations to grow bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at a point where we can have more student representation around the table when it comes to the conversation around PSC mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and student issues. Um, so what I would hope is that student politics, um, instead of you know taking away mm-hmm. um, student opportunities with student unions, I hope that they're being becoming bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that more provinces you know are encouraging student unions to become bigger Mm -hmm. and are working with those organizations to help them amplify their voices Mm -hmm. and help them have their voices heard and improve their post-secondary education sectors yeah um i think that's my biggest hope is Mm -hmm. that (laughs) i hope that you know we can have another 100 years of student union yeah like i I think that's that's Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's my biggest you know know, like hope for the future is that give us another 100 years and then you know more 100 years yeah, more yeah. If, you know if, if we're still around <laughs> yeah. if climate change hasn't oh, <laughs> really taken us out <laughs> well that sounds like another topic <laughs> uh, yeah that's a whole other topic yeah yeah, thing. yeah and then second question what do you tell like you know younger people who mm-hmm. are inspiring to get into student politics get involved mm-hmm. like I you know we t- often talk about like being a student leader you don't have to be on an executive to mm-hmm. be a student leader mm-hmm. you're a student leader if you bring forward an idea that can possibly change the lives of the students on our campus. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a student leader if you are on your house executive or you're, you're a residence assistant. Mm-hmm. You're a student leader if you're a part of a club or a society. Mm-hmm. Like, just get involved. Get out there. Find out what your interests are mm-hmm. and find out a cause. You know, that's important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, advocate for it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything extreme. You don't have to be like you know protesting. You don't have to start petitions, but it can be just as little as really making posters talking about it. It's mm-hmm. having little gatherings where we where you talk about you know climate change, for example, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know where you where you get together and you talk about debt relief programs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something as little as that, like, is just starting the conversation. I mm-hmm. think that becoming a student leader, it's starting the conversation. Yeah. I think it's really how you are that. So I guess for I you know the the little Yana's of the world, <laughs> then you would probably say and hope that there's not too many of you. Aww. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's you know get out there. It, it's really like don't let the fact that you know you're a woman or mm-hmm. you, you're a person of color mm-hmm. affect mm-hmm. Um, the way that you think your voice is. If you you think if you think your voice is missing around the table, mm-hmm. get to that table. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like there's no space for you at that table, make space. Well, make space for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yes, expand that table. 
mm-hmm. like bring more people with you yeah. um yeah. you know it's, it's just don't be afraid to have your voice heard mm-hmm. and just get out there okay all right so as we come to our end um where so what is in your future mm-hmm. and where can people find more of you <laughs> Oh, what is in my future? <laughs> um, let's see, like, to me, I'm, like, taking day by day right now. <laughs> the question has come up a lot. What is in your future? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, this year, my, my biggest focus this year is concentrating on the work that I'm doing with the MASU, the mm-hmm. work that I'm doing with MBSA and CASA. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, you know, a huge advocate for EDI. So mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, a lot of the work surrounding equity, diversity, inclusion, bringing that to our, our own organization, like the MASU, uh, having more cultural competency trainings, mm-hmm. having more um, blanket exercises mm-hmm. uh, for counselors or staff. Is What I want to do this year is that um, I don't, I want to give folks the tools to be their own advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yes, we are there being advocates on provincial and federal levels for them and the university level, but I want to provide them with the tools mm-hmm. for themselves, to yeah. advocate for themselves, yeah. right? Um, so, so for me, what I really want to focus on this year is being the biggest supporter that I can of my own vice presidents, mm-hmm. um, being supporter of our, of my board, uh, you know, for, for the provincial groups and being supporter for my, our national board as well. Yeah. And, um, working towards having more representation, I think is also yeah. a big, a big yeah. thing for me. Like when we talk about, uh, for CASA, you know, this year, as, as you know, the member sponsorship program for indigenous representatives, um, was something that I brought forward last year and this year we're able to actually make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, having more indigenous students um, around the table of a national organization is something that should have happened a long time ago. And, and you know, we're making small steps forward towards that. Mm-hmm. It's, I want to create more space for students um, to, especially folks around from the marginalized community, mm-hmm. to be a part of these discussions. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, enough of those conversations about us without us, yeah. like, right? Yeah. Uh, so this is what I'm going to be working on this year mainly and, um, of course, amongst many other things. <laughs> um, and then next year, you know, I want to take a couple years off, <laughs> take a little break from student politics. Yes, take, <laughs> take that break and find a new passion. Yes, yes, exactly. So I think the next, hopefully, two years or so, it's going to be my year of um, discovering, you know, what I am without student politics. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I'm going to forget about it. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I'll come back to it at some point. Um, but really kind of figure out, like, who, who am I? Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's the biggest step is yeah. when, you, when you're um, a part of an organization for so long and you're in these roles, you forget who you are. Exactly. Um, I'm constantly wearing my Masu hat. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly wearing my NBSA hat, mm-hmm. my CASA hat. Mm-hmm. So I want to get out there and after student union and just wear my Yana hat. Yeah. Be like, who's Yana? <laughs> yeah. it, it's a beautiful journey yeah. and you're, you're going to enjoy it. I'm sure I will. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming and thank you for listening, folks. Uh, As always, peace and love.